Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Speakernomics Podcast, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, Robert Kennedy III, RK3. That's me. Speakernomics is the show where we flow and go and help you to know how to grow a thriving speaking business. Why? So you can change the world. Of course. Now join me for that journey. Will you? What's the chat about today, Robert? Well, my friend, I am so glad you asked. We're talking about the MVP, the VIP, the champion, the king of the hill. Who is it? You, your voice, and your experience, my friend. Intrigued? Want to go deeper? Well, our guest today is tapped in and ready to share. Rick Lozano, my friend, glad you are here. How you doing? Robert, it is great to be here on Speakernomics. By the way, you have the best intro ever. RK3, you know me. <laughs> I love it. So, Rick, guess what? I hear you got some sauce, some secret sauce. What is that one golden ingredient that you brought to share with us today? The golden ingredient for the Speakernomics podcast audience today is your IP is your MVP, your intellectual property, your IP is your MVP. And we're going to be talking all about it today. Let's go. I love it. Before we resonate with Rick, I just want to remind you to hop on over to the Speakernomics voicemail box. Every week we ask a question and we like to play your answers on the show or just hear from you in general. I get lonely. I want to hear from you. I want to, I want to hear your voices. So go on over to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. That's speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail and we'll play your message on the show. So listen out for today's question just a little bit later and then head on over to the link with your computer or your mobile device, speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail and let your voice be heard. All right, let's get into it. Our guest today, Rick, is a locksmith and a musician. Mm -hmm. He helps people unlock potential and amplify their talent. He's the author of Acoustic Leadership, how to develop a leadership culture that resonates. He's a CSP, the immediate past president of NSA Austin, and sometimes he walks around with a guitar just for fun. Rick, dude, how are you, my friend? Glad you're here. Robert, I'm thrilled to be here. And I, I got to tell you, the truth of the matter is, uh, this is all just a ruse. The speaking <laughs> thing, the National Speakers Association, it's an excuse for me to play guitar. And, and that's really all I want to do. So that's why we're here today, truly. I, I love it. I, I think we all want to be superstars at, at our core. And so, yeah, we, 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 we find an excuse to get on stage. I love it. <laughs> I like it. So listen, as a... I, I, I think I call myself a former musician now because I don't do it that much anymore. And I resonate 
with other musicians. So um, what are you doing these days in the musician world? You know, do you do you play gigs at clubs? What do you do? How do you, how do you keep up the musical itch and bug outside of being on stage as a speaker? You know, music is just a part of who I am and what I do, and I, I can't stop doing it. Is the truth of the matter? Whether it's playing gigs and bars and clubs, or uh, I'm a songwriter. I've written six albums of original material, wow. and I've got another one coming out hopefully soon. And, and it's funny because I have quote unquote real music. But then there's stuff that I do in keynotes where I bring music to the stage and we write songs and sometimes I'll write funny songs for the audience and, and I get to use it in so many different ways. And, and I just, I, I love it. I can't get enough of playing music. And I think it's also fun because it allows me to do some things and, and tell stories in different ways. Yeah. So for example, you know, sometimes people say, well, how, how do you become a speaker? And well, I think this will help with our audience, Robert. So a while back, I was doing a keynote presentation in Columbia, South Carolina, mm -hmm. and uh, someone came up to me in the audience afterwards and they said, hey, uh, I saw you last year. You were great. So inspirational. Thanks for coming back. Um, I have a question for you. How can I be like you? And I said, be like me? I, you, you don't want to do that. It's kind of a crazy house, a crazy fun house up here. <laughs> but he said, no, no. How do you become a keynote speaker? And I said, well, you know, everyone's got their own route. There's no one way, one specific path. Uh, but I, I kind of shared my journey with yeah. him. I said, here's sort of how I went about it. And it was funny, after after I told him my story, he said, oh, that's great. You should write a song about that and, and call it How to Be Like Me. And, and I chuckled. I said, oh, okay, yeah, sure. He said, no, seriously, How to Be Like Me. Get, get people that song. And so, Robert, I wrote a song called How to Be Like Me, the exact step-by-step -step process for how to become a keynote speaker. Okay. <laughs> Would you like to hear it? Uh, you want to hear it? Here it goes. Yeah. Let's go. I want to hear it. This is a total joke. I don't take myself seriously. But, you know, when the audience asks, you answer. So here we go, friends. How to become a keynote speaker. How to be like me. Graduate from college with a useless degree. Move to California to set yourself free. Grow your hair long and join a crappy band. And that's how you be like me. <laughs> Move to Colorado with a girl who's a clown. Now, I should I should say that's not an insult. She was studying how to become a clown. So, you know. Okay. <laughs> um, and it was fine, really. Clowns are a little... It was, it was the red floppy shoes in bed. That part was, okay, let's get back to <laughs> Move to Colorado with a girl who's a clown. Break up because you're afraid to settle down. Move on back to Texas for a teaching degree. And that's how you be like me. Move back to Colorado for a woman that you've met. Struggle for the bills because you don't have a job yet. Marry then divorce. See how easy this can be? That's how you be like me. All right now, here's where it gets complicated. So pay close attention. Quit teaching, move to banking, quit banking, back to teaching, quit teaching, back to banking, get a job, teaching banking, see how that works? Stay a corporate trainer because you love what you do, work for a tech company, try something new, no more suits and ties on my body, you will see, and that's how you be like me, find the love of your life, get married, celebrate. She thinks the song is stupid, but I think it's really great. Become a singing speaker who teaches how to lead, and that's how you be like me. That's right. That's how you be like me. One more time. That's, that's how, how you be, be like, like me. me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
There you go, Robert. That's the process. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I think most of our audience is jealous at this point. They wish that they could just come up with something about their lives, an autobiographical guitar sketch. How about that? There you go. There you go. <laughs> It's also there's a there's a point to this, yeah. and we'll talk about this. I, I sing that song for two reasons. Number one, because it's fun. Yeah. Why not? I can do it. Let's have some fun with it. And it's a reminder that everyone arrives here in a different way, and there's no one right way to do it. And that's right. Beautiful. That's wonderful about our 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 profession. But the second reason I sing that song is because it's a song that only I can sing. Mm, yeah. It's a story that only I can tell delivered in a way that only I can tell it. And that, Robert, is what makes me different from every other speaker. Yeah. So let's lean into that for a moment, Rick, because I think there are a lot of speakers who are just getting into the industry and they do several things. They find others who have been motivational speakers or are at the top of the industry, and they kind of look at what they do stylistically, and they begin to imitate or copy some of those things. And they try to find gigs or they try to find speaking engagements utilizing this mask or this other person not recognizing their authentic self in some way. So. How does a speaker, especially one that is starting out, how do they lean in, accept, and find their authentic self and in a way that generates revenue? That's a great question. And, you know, we, we all are on this journey. Yeah. We all started out somewhere. That's how we all evolved to a certain degree. I think to help people who are starting out, the question has to be, what do you offer that no one else does? What's unique about you that you can bring to the work that you do? And here's the thing, Robert, we, we talk about in NSA, uh, building a bigger pie. Mm -hmm. and, and I believe it, you know, we support each other, we elevate each other, there's enough to go around for everybody. Yeah. But the reality is, it's competitive out there. And you're positioning yourself against a whole lot of people who speak on potentially the same things that you do. So in a crowded market, how do you set yourself apart? And I've got two answers for that. The first one is, be awesome. <laughs> so if you're really, really great, that's, that's, that's pretty helpful. But the second is by developing your unique intellectual property. Mm -hmm. As we mentioned earlier, your IP is the MVP. And when we're talking about intellectual property, it's your stories, your content, your contextual models, your unique contribution to the conversation delivered in a way that only you can do it. Right. Yeah. So I think that's that's hard for a lot of people, especially early on. You might not feel like you've got this unique voice or these unique experiences. And they may look at somebody like you and say, hey, Rick, you've got a guitar. That's easy. Um, Willie Jolly, you sing. That's easy. Clint Pulver, you play the drums. That's easy. Yeah. Jess Pettit, you wear these fantastic suits and sneakers. <laughs> That's easy. How do we dig into ourselves to find that unique perspective, that unique voice, that thing that makes people sit up and pay attention? That's a great question. And, you know, look, the truth of the matter is you don't need to be a musician or a magician or I don't know, any other profession that starts with ishin, like mortician, <laughs> although that would be cool. Jeff Savilico, a juggalician. How about that? There we go. There you go. <laughs> My belief is that you have everything you need, but let's back to why this matters. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Being awesome isn't 
enough. I, I saw a keynote presentation not too long ago, and this keynote was awesome. The keynote presenter, the speaker was awesome. They had this really great energy, fantastic storyteller. Their, their comedic timing was off the charts, very interactive and engaging with the audience. It was a great presentation. Mm -hmm. And the content, the content was relevant and timely. And the, the speaker referenced the important work of, you know, vulnerability with Brene Brown and trust Stephen Covey and Simon Sinek start with the why. And it was all relevant. And I walked away from this keynote, Robert, inspired to buy Brene Brown's book. Wow. Do you see the disconnect there? Mm -hmm. The speaker missed an opportunity to associate themselves with the content to have the audience remember them because they were speaking to somebody else's moss. And I think that's what's really, really important about this. And we can talk about how to do this and how to create your own intellectual property in a moment. But I really think that the goal here is to have people remember you with this topic. Yeah. So it's not only the fact that you're different, it's not only the fact that you're approaching things in a different way, but the goal should be to have them using your words. Mm. Let me give you an example. So my first book was called, again, Acoustic Leadership, Develop a Leadership Culture That Resonates. And I had a keynote that went along with it. And something incredible happened. I delivered this keynote and afterwards, this audience member comes up to me and she started talking to me and she said, you know, as an acoustic leader, what I think is, and I kind of paused. I said, what? She said, yeah, you know, as an acoustic leader, dot, dot, dot. And I just, I just froze because I couldn't believe it. She was using my words. She called herself an acoustic leader. Robert, I made that up. Right. <laughs> it was my own construct. And suddenly she's referring to it. And I think that that is really awesome because that's when people remember you mm -hmm. in association with the content that you're providing. Yeah. Well, this this can be challenging for some people. I'll, I'll use myself as an example here. There are some people in this world. I had a great conversation with uh, Brian Fanzo earlier this year on one of our episodes. And, and we talked about this term multipotentialite. Those people who are good at a variety of things and have a variety of interests. Right? So um, I'll use Robert as an example. I, I mentioned that Robert is a musician. Robert has also been a writer, like songwriter, like you. Robert sings. Robert loves technology. Robert loves humor and jokes. Robert loves um, art. Right. Robert loves photography and and video. So when you have someone that has a lot of different interests and likes, how do you determine or how do you choose what is the one thing that will resonate with your audience and really cause them to, again, sit up, pay attention and use your words? Did you know that speakers who can deliver their message and get laughs just get more referrals and bookings? I'm Mac Dryden and I've written material for Bill Maher and The Tonight Show and many others where my job was to get laughs for other people and I guarantee I can do it for you. I've been making people laugh since a passenger side airbag was your brother-in-law. Go to MacDryden.com, that's Mac with a K, click on writing and see how I can make your speech a lot funnier and you don't pay a dime until until you are thrilled. What is the one thing that will resonate with your audience and really cause them to, again, sit up, pay attention, and use your words? Yeah.
That's a great question. And, you know, there's really no one right answer to this, but here's where I look for inspiration. What brings you the most life? What brings you the most life? What resonates with you? Because if it resonates with you, mm-hmm. that energy is going to transfer to your audience. You know, when I think about myself as a musician, that's honestly, if I was to, to look at all the work that I do, I'm okay at what I do everywhere else, but my musician identity, I like that person maybe the most. Mm-hmm. I have the most fun. That's the the part that gives me the most life. And so that's the question to ask. That's your wellspring for drawing upon and somewhere in that combination. And it doesn't have to be just one thing. Yeah. For example, I'm a scuba diver. And sometimes I talk about that in my work as well, but you can use those things that bring you the most life because that's where the gold mine is. Wow. Yeah. So I think I want to maybe even lean into the legality of this for just a moment. You mentioned, you said your IP is the MVP. And when we talk about intellectual property, how are you leveraging that? How are you taking care of it and making sure that it not only stays with you, but it, it, it is, it is yours forever and ever and ever. What, what are the things that you're doing or what are recommendations that you might have around that? Sure. First, if you know you're going to be keeping something for a while, if you know this is your jam, if you're leaning into this, it doesn't hurt to trademark this, to go out there and get it registered. So don't just put the little trademark symbol. Go to the U.S. Copyright Office. We've got, uh, for example, Russ Riddle, a member of NSA. He's somebody that a lot of us have worked with. I would recommend that. But really, it's about building on your own real estate and sort of using that idea to build everything else on top of it. So trademarking stuff is great. And I also think, you know, from a legality standpoint, what building your own intellectual property does is it protects you from maybe accidentally using other people's stuff. Mm. Because this is yours. These are your words. I think the other thing that's really beneficial to this is from a sales standpoint, when you finally arrive, and it's an iteration, an iterative process, sure. When you finally arrive at your models, your words, Robert, the secret is it gets easier to sell mm. because it's yours. It's your unique contribution. And suddenly you, you aren't using things like, well, it's my version of dot, 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 dot. No, this is your model that can help people in whatever capacity that it does. Right. So what do you do with that? Is it just, I know you mentioned using Russ Riddle, but are, are there things that you recommend for people as they've contemplated different models? You know, how do I know that I've reached a model that is worth trademarking or copywriting or whatever, whatever the legal formality might be? Right. I think that's a great question. And, you know, truth be told, I got trademark. I got trademark happy when I very first started. I was like, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to trademark this, yeah. trademark this, and trademark this. And then later on, I never used that stuff. It's like, I'm wasting time and money here. Right. And what I've realized is, of course, everything is an iterative process. But I think the trick is when it's all clicking and it starts to be easy, and you know that because you've Googled it, you've done some different research, maybe everyone's not speaking to that content in the same way when you've arrived at that point when it becomes easy that's when you really want to dig in Mm -hmm. that's when it makes sense to get a registered trademark now some people will say you should do it anyway from the very beginning and that's great some people do it's kind of like buying a domain name just because you had a great idea i've got lots of domain names that i don't use right 
but trademarks are a little bit more expensive to get. So I think the other opportunity here is, okay, cool. So how do you build your IP? How do you go from there? And, you know, thinking in the world of music, I always think of music, um, the Beatles, they had their Apple records. So the process I would love to give the speaker flow audience is to give them your Apple. Mm-hmm. And my version of this says Apple stands for angle, perspective, and lens. So let's break that down. Your angle is that uniqueness. Whatever that talent is, that skill, whatever that unique distinguishing quality is, that's your angle. That could be Patrick Henry playing guitar. That could be Dan Thurman on a unicycle. That can be just anyone with their own sort of personality and voice. Uh-huh. That's their angle. So a little bit different than everything else. Perspective. The next part of the Apple, APL. The perspective where you really have a goldmine of opportunity. Because here's the stuff that you have that no one else does. It's your experiences. It's your stories. It includes your personality, your voice, but it's your relation to the content that you're producing or providing, but with your unique perspective that no one else can give. That's where you really want to build your IP from. Right. So you have your angle, you have your perspective, and then finally, it all wraps itself up in a lens. And when I think about this lens, it's an invitation to the audience to literally look through the world in a different way through a different lens. So for example, in in my audiences, I invite them to look at the world through the world of music. We talk about leadership, what that looks like from a musical standpoint, motivational speaking, this thing that I'm working on now from a songwriter's perspective, and it's unique and it includes stories and that only I can tell. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is fantastic. I love the apple. You had me thinking about a, a fruit for a moment, but I guess that was intentional. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really like the whole idea of an angle because it makes people think about, okay, what is the thing that I can do or the only that that would have people talking about me? You know, for example, if I decided I was gonna bring a Peloton or a, a cycle inside of my session and deliver my entire keynote from that. After that, people will be talking about that specific thing. And so do you have any other examples of, of angles or, or ways that people might be unique? I think Jess Pettit is a great example of that. Mm-hmm. So Jess Pettit, for those people who don't know her, she is just a fantastic speaker. And for her, her angle is really this honest voice this authentic voice, this unique individual, and she has no problem sharing that with the world. And I think that that's a great example because your distinguishing factor can be simply you. Mm. If you're authentically giving it to the world and you're leveraging that voice, that's that's her apple. Wow. Wow. This is fantastic. I think we can go on and even go deeper with this. Um, I just want to have you start to turn this towards our audience a bit, though. At the beginning, we mentioned what's a question that you have for our audience. What is the thing that you want our audience to answer in our voicemail box? I think the question that we can answer, really building on the conversation that we have today, is what do you have to offer that no one else does what do you have to offer that nobody else does wow 
Wow. What else? What is it that you have to offer that no one else does? We want to hear from you. Send us your thoughts and your responses by going to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. Speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. Rick, wrap us up here. What is it that you want to say to us that will help us to really develop that unique space, that unique voice, and really add that in for growth in our in our speaking business. I think the one thing that we haven't talked about that's important to this conversation is the power of this community, Robert. Mm-hmm. NSA is filled with brilliant people, brilliant people. And the, the best gift that has been given to me is the relationships that I've built through NSA. And having these conversations with people and getting their perspective on the work that you're doing and not being afraid to share your work with other people and ask other people questions. We all have something to to offer somebody else. We all also have, have something to learn from everybody else. So leverage this community. There's so much power in it. Rick, this has been fantastic. Everyone, I hope you've learned a lot from this episode. Has this resonated with you? If not, then call us for the key so we can unlock it for you. This has been fantastic. I hope you found your MVP today and recognized that you are already you. You are already the most fantastic you, and you can only get fantasticer. (laughs) You're the VIP, the MVP, and your IP will make a way for you. The world needs you. Somebody's out there waiting for you to help them solve a problem. You know, the one that you solve with your message and your voice. This has been another fantastic episode of Speakernomics, the podcast where you learn more about how to speak, get paid, repeat. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.